search. Each man different, living his own way, searching, discovering numero uno. Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Broken My Concept, episode 59. I'm joined here today with Nathan, the jungle coach. I am Curtis, the mid lane coach. Um, diving straight in. Okay, Curtis. So this is my Sunday Here we afternoon. Go. I'm working on my Dana guide, which is finally released, guys. This is a big step. Okay, this is really How good. long were you working on it? It took me about two and a half weeks. Really? I, mean, I thought it was longer than that. No, it felt longer. It's because I started, uh, yeah, the Wednesday. That's impressive. That's a, a very a, fast guide. Is it really? I got 70 games in, I think. 70, 80 games. Usually that's how long it takes, but that's impressive to get that many games in given your schedule. That's true. Because like I, with my schedule, I, it, I mean, it's going to take me like to do my Keanu guy. It's going to yeah. take me a month and a half at least, I reckon. Yeah. Just to get the games in. How, how did you get that many games in? What were you... I was just spamming, dude. I mean, obviously there's no three blocks or whatever. Right? Oh, right. So you weren't playing three blocks. No. You were just getting games in. Yeah. And I was playing at night a lot and stuff. Like You were just screwing up your schedule a little bit. Yeah. Just sacrificing some sleep. Right. Anyway, so I'm doing my guy on the guard. <laughs> Fixing my Diana guide, and I come across this tweet by Coach Curtis. Yeah, that is. Oh, here we go. And is is very aggressive tone. Contemplating banning Italy so I don't get one on my team for the rest of the season. Full stop. Yeah, Curtis, I'm a jungler. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's just such a mid thing to say. <laughs> Do you have any mids that you just just despise playing with? Oh, there's a list. Yeah. There's a list. Would you like constantly banning it just so you don't have to play it with one on <laughs> your team? Probably not because that would upset someone. Yeah. <laughs> Especially. But it's not only Nidalee like one tricks though, you know? Yeah, no. Nidalee's not, not really a one trick champ. No, you just don't no. see people So things that it. come to mind for mid would be like Zed. You don't like playing with it? Yeah. Okay. Why is that? Um... I feel like it just gets insta-outscaled. If you lose his lane, just insta-just right. GG. It doesn't even get outscaled that See, much. that's because you're a mid laner. Because you, you don't, you're the one either playing the Zed. I'm the one with the Zed. Okay. <laughs> Zed mid would be for me. What else would it be for me? Um, I mean, just like mid laners that like pick with the comp. It's just like an extra AP or AD or something. You know, it's like they already right. have like a, an AD top laner. And then I'm forced to pick jungle, like an AP jungler. Right. Okay. I mean, that's sort of like on me to have a good yeah. champion pool. But yeah. Like, no, but sometimes it's like I pick that and then like they hover a champion and then they will choose another They'll champion. change the <laughs> champ. Change yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what's going on? So there's yeah. nothing... So you don't really have... Because they played a counterpick. But you don't really have one that sounds like that you no, just they're, like they're, playing I'm with. sure there is. It's more like... It's probably more like supports and stuff. Like, you know, I hate playing with and against Yumi. Yumi, like, yeah. You know, what else for me? Vlad, Kassadin, Yasuo, Katarina. Kassadin... I don't... Yeah, the game feels a lot different. Feels like the mm. game's a little bit different. What else? I mean, what, 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 are, the, what are the mid-champs? But what, what do you think about my tweet? Because, you know, you, you've also expressed that you dislike Nidalee. Yeah, I agree. I think you're you're right. Right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, what makes Nidalee so useless perfect. right now? Well, because... What makes her useless? Because, like, look, I've, I've given it a shot. Like, I mean, I've recognized. I've got... I've got a, Somehow, I've got... I've a got a mental block, block yeah. right? Now, I've attempted... To, to break this down. Yeah. In my so I, I just have for some reason a lot of people who play Nidalee on my team. And um <laughs> like I just had this negative experience. What type of champions are you playing with it? Well, I'll just pick everything for it as well. So what type of champs are you picking Renekton? I mean, um 
No, I just pick stuff with CC so that Nidalee can land the spear. Yeah, okay. So I'll, I'll pick like Galio or Twist of Fate or like... Twist of Fate. I mean, they're the two oh, on my pool right again, now. Again, those champs are a bit yucky, I feel, with t- Nidalee. What else do you pick with it? You can't just play Renekton mid. <laughs> what do you play with it? Yeah, it's true. Think about all the other AD champs. Like so, Zed doesn't have... You could play Kiana, but Kiana and Italy's not even that good at either. Yeah, that's really too so, much. What, like, do you, what, what do you actively play with Nidalee reliably? So if you think it just about makes it, every at, comp look bad. So that's at, what it does. So at Worlds it was like the set Nidalee. That was awesome. Right. Right? So that was the thing. But you can count on, it on one hand how many people play set. Set mid, I know that's right. So no one really plays that. What else? What else was it picked with? Urine, but that's not even good. Yeah. Um To be honest, I don't even think Nidalee was picked because of the mid. It was the mid. It was just strong at the time, strong, I think. Yeah. I, I believe so. But but my problem with it, right, is that um, look, I don't mind picking for a jungle if they can like I got a Diana. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I don't mind picking a jung a, a midlander for that Diana to pop off, mm. or even an Evelyn, or even a Carthus. Mm. It's like I'm okay to facilitate you. I'm willing to facilitate even a Kane. Any of these champs that don't gank mm. and just scale nice, but it's like I'm picking something for you to coin flip and invade. And then if you die once, we lose. And if you die, even if you get ahead, we still are going to potentially lose. There's no, the, the reward of getting ahead with the champion is so little and the room for error is so large that it doesn't make That's sense. The thing, yeah. It's not as, you got to play basically perfectly as Nidalee to be useful. Because at the end of the day, you're pure damage. You have no CC. And if you miss a spear, it's yeah, like end of review. Yeah, no CC. Yeah, no CC, pure damage, damage in a way. no peel, um, you know, you got one little heal ability, which is, it's like meh, it's yeah. average heal, it's not like a Soraka heal or something. That's it. Miss a, if you miss a spear, the, the, you lose the skirmish. And yeah. the spear is hard to hit, it's this thin little thing. <laughs> and like max range, you need to do max range ideally. So yeah, I had like, you know, I had a game um, and I remember heading into the champs. I'm, I'm like, I'm not going to dodge. I'm going to try and break down my mental block, yeah. right? I, I'm going to have a crack. I'm like, let's just let's play let's with try. it. Play to a strength. Let's just play let's with go. it. Play to a strength. I'll do whatever I can. I'm, I'm going to facilitate. And then, you know, I'm not going to... It's not here to like vent or anything, but he just gets invaded to level three and dies. Yeah. And I tried my best. I, was, I think I was like four and zero at the time. Um, and then I was just doing my best and just, yeah, nothing I can do. And that, that same experience is happening over and over again. So I've gotten to the point where if I verse in Italy... I know that I can't lose. I'm at the point mentally as well that uh, no matter what happens in the <laughs> it game, doesn't matter how far ahead. Yeah, yeah, eventually I'm going to win. Yeah. It's just inevitable. Yeah, but it's like if I have one of my team, I have to go above me. I have to play exceptional. You have to play like beyond perfect. Beyond perfect. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Look, I'm I'm admitting there's definitely a mental block there. And look, my tweet was a little bit of a vent. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Um, I just don't know next steps. And I don't see why someone would want to play it. Yeah. So yeah, a little bit of event there, honestly. Yeah, I mean, Dyn is just so much. If you're going to be yeah. AP, Dyn is so much better. Reliable, engaged, Reliable. beautiful, clear. She's just weak early game compared to way weaker. I mean, Nidalee's not even that strong early. I don't know where people get that from. Yeah, I mean, is she? Th- it's not like I'm a mid laner. I'm scared that there's Nidalee in the game. Yeah. It's um, not like her Nidalee, her early skirmishing is like devastating. I mean, if you play it really well, like she can space and like auto attack with red buff because she has range auto attack right. with red buff. That's what sort of makes it really good. Right, yeah. So you like chop people down. But I agree. I actually don't think it's she's not like It's not like I'm yet. shit scared. It's not like I'm versing a Zin Zhao or like a, you know, something like that. Damage is too unreliable. 
So speaking of champions, Curtis, and um, all that sort of good stuff. Yeah. I came across this this Reddit thread, which I actually thought a little bit about, um, and it was called "Riot forgot to balance champions around their safety in lane. It's getting out of hand, both in solo queue and in competitive." And I was thinking about that a little bit, right? What does that mean? I'm, I'm, I'm so basically, what I what I interpret this is that champions that can like really be safe in lane and like, um. Like for example, like Akali, like they can play aggressive but be really safe, and it's like you know how we see the mm. Camille with the ignite top lane and stuff like right. that, you know? Okay, so you're saying that that's a problem? Yeah, well, I mean, just for like new champs getting released and stuff, right? Like everyone has like core safety things built into the game, and then I'm thinking as a jungler, like ganking early just suddenly becomes just harder and harder for some reason i don't i don't know i'm gonna bounce back on that i'm gonna play devil's advocate you know what like look i've come to the conclusion that you know we've seen this time and time again um look let's take the rank of that guy who's posted that yeah right and let's take a look at his review process and let's take a look at his understanding of matchups yeah what people don't understand... So, for example, I had a guy in the Midland Academy who was... Um, he has a mental block... For, or he, I don't know if he still does. He did have a mental block versus TB Ignite. So, whenever he saw TB Ignite, yeah. he's just like, how do I win? It's, you Wait, know... In the Midland or the top line? In mid. In mid. Yeah. What champs say TB Ignite? Uh, Akali. Akali uh, can take TB Ignite. Fizz can take TB Ignite. Echo can go TB Ignite. Um, there's like a handful of assassins that can go TB Ignite, right? And um, he was versing a Fizz with TB Ignite. And mentally, heading into the game, he was just, oh my god, there's no counter play TB Ignite. He can reset. I can't poke him out. And he has Ignite. I can't win the 1v1. Um, and yes, there are certain champions that can get away with it. And we've said this many a times, that there are certain games where he might not get punished for that. He, he's picked TB Ignite in a great game where there's no threat from the enemy jungler mm. anyway. Mm. So he can afford to go for that. But there is weaknesses because he doesn't have flash. Yeah. And f- without flash in mid-game teamfights is actually... You're at a huge disadvantage. Yeah. And late so game, you're more about late mid-game game. rather than early game. Yeah. Obviously, you're, it's picked for the early lane. Your early yeah. laning is significantly stronger, but you don't have to play into that. There's always ways to play around that. And think about a champion like Akali. I mean, there's a significant difference in the amount of threat an Akali has on two post six if they do not have flash. They don't have... So you, they have less threat with Ignite. In, if you're if you're in a low range matchup, sure, it can be a little bit more threatening. But yeah. again, you got to factor in what are the weaknesses of the of the setup. So, look, I understand. So I guess it's more like adapting. Yeah, exactly. Thing. So what that means is that you're if you come in with the same strategy, based off you're like you haven't adapted to what they've done, then of course you're going to hit a brick wall. So I just in my experience, like before we rush to balancing something or removing mobility, removing sustainability, whatever it is in lane, I think let's let's first identify what the weaknesses are of that strategy. And if those weaknesses aren't actively punishable or the, the, the weaknesses are so limited that you have to go to leaps and bounds just to counter them, I, then yes, maybe it's warranted or a nerf is warranted, but I don't, I don't really see that because I... There's a sh- if if a Fizz or a or even a Camille or an Akali or any of these champions take TB Ignite, it's just it's very obvious counterplay. Um, so yeah, I don't I don't necessarily agree with that. Okay, so maybe not just the TP Ignite, but in general, like my biggest fear is because uh, again, like I, I think about some situations that yeah. like I like 
they look on paper like there's no way this guy gets out of this, right? Right. And like, you know, let's say like a, a Camille. I mean, I guess there is counterplay. I mean, you can like block the Camille E or let's say... Or you wait for them Carly. to use it. Because if you... Th- okay, think about this then. Let's take Fizz, Camille. It's the same, same thing. The, the reason all these champions can take TB Ignite is because they have mobility inbuilt in the kit so they don't need to rely on Flash to escape, right? That's the main reason. That's right. Now, if you were to take both of them, in order for them to take good quality trades, they need to use their, to use their abilities their aggressively. Right. A Fizz right. is not going to get a good trade without using has e. to use That's the same thing I view as LeBlanc. She has to use has W. Has to use W. Yeah. So, or, theoretically, a lot of these champions can take it. But, yes, if you go in like, you know, <laughs> like an like idiot. Timing. Maybe my ganks just suck or something. If you don't wait for them to use their abilities, yeah. of course it's not going to work. But then again, there's a trade-off. They're not using their abilities and then I can just do whatever I want. So like, again, I just don't, I don't, I don't see it. I just think that again, you just got to adapt. People just fail to adapt to what the strengths and weaknesses are of a setup. What about like a champion like Zereth or champs with like no mobility? Are they just going to be eventually just absolutely outclassed by mobility champs? Like when you play Rise, do you take phase rush on Rise these days? Is that the thing? Because Rise is starting to become in yeah, this meta. Rise is really strong at the moment. But does it take phase rush? Uh, you don't have to, but it's good, yeah. Yeah, Most so that's time. like mobility, there, right? Well, that's what the rune's there for. Yeah. The rune is there for... To help the immobile. To, to mobi- yeah. But Zerath wouldn't take phase rush. Well, look, okay, look, let's, 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 let's take Malzahar as a case. Okay, yeah. Malzahar is actually strong. <laughs> Legitimately yeah, strong, strong, right? Yeah. So what they've done is that they've added, they've, I mean, you know, LS speaks about the Sapphire Crystal start with, Futures market, so you can get a really early lost chapter. Now, champions like Zerath, Malzahar, you know, they yes, they function differently in terms of artillery mage versus like kind of like wave clear esque type gank setup champion. They, they facilitate differently, or they 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 work differently in a game, but the way they function is similar in the sense that they're weak early. They need a lot of AP to function, but once they get that, if they can get to that point where they get a lot of AP before the game explodes, then they're very impactful. And they're very safe as well because you just insta wave. You just insta wave clear. You don't yeah. you don't interact, yeah. and then you can you can basically stop. Pe- they can, no one can ever siege mid tower because you you wave clear from a mile away. You're hard to kill, um, you know, and you scale quite nicely into mid game. Um, so what they did with Malzar is you know people have figured out creative builds. They've buffed AP itemization. Um, you know, people are finding you know this whole futures market thing as a, as a as a little cheat way to get to your lost chapter, which is great and works well. So I think that um, I don't. I think Riot won't really buff mages directly, and I don't think they'll really nerf things. I just think they'll alter the stats of the items or, or create unique strategies for these champions to exist. So I think it's inevitable that Zareth is never going to be as good in solo queue as I said. Because of the sheer mobility. Because of the sheer mobility. That's just the way it is. But it doesn't mean they can't be picked. I think they're just they're more situational. Okay. And I just think that you're going to have champions that are going to thrive better. Um, I mean, it's a solo queue. And I don't think... Look, I'll be honest with you. When they release these champions, I don't think they ever thought of them in terms of what is good in solo queue and what isn't. No. They've, just, they've had to have these champions in the game to cater for the differing styles that people want to play. So, yes, it's brutal that one champion is pretty much always going to be better than another in solo queue. It doesn't necessarily mean it's can't be played though and and on top of that by the way what i've noticed is that um champions like zarath and that they just aren't picked often if someone does main one of them there's a sheer just 
factor of unknown about how to beat it. That's true. So if you play one of these champions, like for example, I, I coached an Alawi mid. Fascinating. And so he, I asked him like, how do you usually win games? He's like, people just come to me and like, I just turn a two, yeah, like a two V three. And I just, used to it. and in, in, yeah. in the VOD, like the jungle and the support came to gank him and he turned yeah, it around and got a triple kill. That's true. And he's like, I just beat people because they don't actually know what my champion does. And mm. mid laners specifically don't know what my champion does. So he just wins games. So, and for some people, that's what they want to do. That's how they want to utilize their solo queue experience. So I think, you know, I mean, I had to come to terms with this because I love Zareth. I thought, you know, I was a big Zareth player and you just, I had to come to terms with, this is probably not the most optimal way to climb mm. solo queue. And that's mm. okay. Doesn't mean you can't whip it out every now and then though. But rest in peace to the Zerith One tricks. For example, there's that guy in actually in uh, EU um, Azap, the Velkos. He's a Velkos One trick, and um, he struggles in like you know low master D1 or something like that. But he's exceptional at Velkos. But he's just capped by like the champ's effectiveness. Yeah, yeah. And he got Challenger and like and he can get Challenger when the champ's like pretty good. <laughs> he gets buffed. And then. You know, I, and I love yeah. that, by the way. I think we spoke about that before, how yeah. you can see how good a, one, a, a champion yeah, in, is in the meta in by... Korea, there's like this Alawi guy who, who only... He's plays like thousands of games like every season and they just look at him and watch the stream. And there's heaps of them. And I found that with Went, the Rumble one trick. You can yeah. tell how good Rumble is by how high elo that guy gets. Got it. You just can tell. And same as Azat with Velkos. So, um, yeah, I think I think these people know, though, when they play the champs. They're not the most effective in solo queue, but it depends what makes you have fun with the game, you know? Because I was thinking as well in terms of uh, jungling and like the jungle metas, the jungle champs and stuff like that. Mm. Like like uh, when I was doing the clear for Diana, like because you can just jump over every wall, right? And just speed clear. Like the mobility, it really outshines other junglers. Like being able to jump over walls just to clear your camp. Like, and Xin Zhao, they changed that with Xin Zhao, right? The W and then the W, e. which made him like so much Because the W highlights the camp, you can see the camp. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But that, in the past, you weren't able to do that? Um, I, I'm not sure. Yeah. Wait, what was Zinzia's W before? Was it the same? I thing? thought it was a similar thing. I thought it was like a poke thing, wasn't it? It was like a poke thing. It was just really short. Yeah, okay. I think. Anyway, I'm not 100 short. Did it give? I can't even remember. Regardless, I don't think you could get over certain walls or something. But regardless, know. it was. It was. You know, it was. Now you can jump over walls. Yeah. That's the most important thing, right? Yeah. I don't think it tagged vision. I don't think that's what I thought. I thought it was a thing, yeah. but it didn't see vision. You couldn't yeah. see the camp. Like oh, you just throw it over. It feels like it was a different eternity. Even yeah. Though, even though it was only a couple months ago. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just interesting because, you know, like I, I think like what happens if it gets to an extreme in League of Legends where like laners just can't die for some reason. Mm. Like even if their wave's in a bad, like a really bad state. And like, and then everyone just be like, well, then everyone just full clears all the time in the jungle, and then you're just looking for fights like mid game. Like that's, I wouldn't want that. that, that would so, suck. so your fear is that the game is is gonna stray away from. So you're so you're saying progressively over season by season, or the way this season is panning out, you're finding it harder and harder to gank. Is that what your point is? And you think that the trajectory of the game is that, based off the amount of mobility in the game. And people in solo queue playing champions with mobility, the jungle meta therefore is you're you're more incentivized to play a farm oriented style. That's, right. That's what your fear is. Yeah. I just think it's a lot more complex than that. Because if you think about it like this, let's just say you've got two champions that you know in what are two champions that verse each other that have mobility. A matchup. 
Because it can't just go one way, right? Both sides would have to have non-gankable lanes in your eyes. What would that look like? What would so a non-gankable matchup look like? A non-gankable matchup look like? Yeah. Um, Akali into... Yeah. Uh, Fizz. Uh, Fizz, yeah. Okay. Again, I just think like this is... You just got to match up misunderstanding. I agree. I think that... I, I think can, that's now, all now it now is. I think I can, I, you can gank that. You well, because think can. about it. You got, just, you got to get very specific. Yeah. So first things first, at level six, uh, Fizz R, you can see the Akali yeah, if you through tie, the yeah. Shroud. Yeah. Um, yeah, and think die, about the way they trade. They're so committal. Yeah, that's actually, so if very, anything, yeah, that's actually a bad example. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. I, I, this is what I think. I, like, I yeah. think this is interesting though. So, I, mean, I, like the, I mean, I like this exercise because what you've just done then is if you've identified a train of thought that could... You know, it might be true. Might yeah. be, we don't know. If if they somehow just always knew rails and then no one ever used their boost, of course it's of course. Game, but that's not the reality. But then that's not how yeah. matchups play. And we know that's never how matchups play. Or people don't play like that. Because no one has discipline as well. Um, Azir into... Azir into... Here we go. LeBlanc. Azir into Akali. Azir into Akali. Yeah. Um... Well, the way I imagine that is, yeah, I mean, I mean, look, Akali has a lot of kill threat onto Azir, like, post six, like, a lot. And to be honest, which, anyway, you're playing on Akali's side or you're on Azir's team? Whose, whose team are you on? I'm on... Where, what team, where, what champ are you playing? I'm on, I'm playing, I mean, that changes a lot, right? Let's yeah, say I'm yeah. playing... Yeah, Rek'Sai, a ganking okay. okay, yeah. You're playing Rek'Sai yeah. and you, you're playing with the... Akali. Akali, yeah. and you, you can't gank the Azir. Yeah. So in your mind, when you see... When you're right now, given your current knowledge yeah. of the game, when you see that, what, what do you expect to happen? Like, you pan your camera at level three. Azir's just like poking him down. Or yeah, and where's the wave? The wave would be like pushed up. I mean, it's probably gankable. <laughs> okay. No, but he's like holding his ability. Yeah. And he's just hold, leaning to one side. Okay. And the moment I show, he's ready his jungle and he just zips away. Okay. Yeah. It probably. It, to be honest, we, there's two options in that situation. Yeah. Well, we used to do in Direwolves and Get Back was really big on this. Is that the jungle would come by and you force Azir to use his E backwards. So you force them. And it just it. burns his mana. And then okay. Akali gets full control over the wave. Oh, really? So it's either that. Okay, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> which is again another intricacy. Or um, yeah. you just don't and leave it because. Akali can easily minimize that matchup. It's super yeah. easy for Akali to minimize. And then you come by at six and then you just, I mean, you can literally 100-0. If you were to go over from behind on that Raptor wall and you were to go over and because say he's in the middle of the lane, Akali starts to fight with R, Azir's going to uh, E back and then, you, and then you tunnel over and you flash knock up and he gets one shot basically. Or, um... Yeah, you, you probably couldn't go in first, though, because you'll get Azir Sect under the tower. Yeah. But you'd have to go second. Yeah. Because Akali wouldn't be able to get Azir Sect because he has too, she has too much right. Yeah, you mobility. can't go in first. I mean, you're just dead. Yeah. So, like, I think, yes, it's hard, but I don't think it's impossible. Nor do I think you even really should be ganking that lane, too. I think all you should be doing is getting vision for that lane, allow Akali to play as aggressive as she wants, and then you just start objectives and get Akali in the river because Azir never wants to come into the river. So what I'm saying is that I think there's always ways around it. And this is what I this is what I fail. Just a gank. It's not a simple. No, this is not a gank. Kill. Yeah. And like I think the game is evolving. I mean, I think look, I think the game is evolving in the sense that you know, look, I want to do a whole episode one day. I think we should do this in the book club. Is read the Art of War. 
yeah. and do a whole like episode mm. on it. Mm. Because I had someone reach out to me saying they recently read The Art of War. And then, There's um, so much that applies to League. Yeah, it, it, it's because it's a, it's, a, it's a game of war. Yeah. And, um, and I love... So one of the things I actually use in my coaching sessions, I talk about shaping, your, shaping the ground and shaping your environment. And what I've noticed is that... So my go-to learning objective or area that I hone in on with my high diamond clients is killing the nexus, right? So you've got this champion and this champion that you're playing has inherent strengths and weaknesses. And you've also got all these strengths and weaknesses with your team comp and then the strengths and weaknesses on the enemy team composition. And given the game state, you've got to come up with a solution using all this information to create conditions that work really well for your champion. So um, let's just say you want, you, you've identified your role in that game as a flanker. You need to somehow get onto that backline to a set you're playing Fizz. You need to somehow get onto that, that Varus. Somehow. Now, you know that if you walk in point blank through mid and five man mid, you're probably never going to be able to touch that Varus. So you've got to figure out a way through shaping the environment, shaping the ground that favors you. And the way I view that is kind of like, you know, Pokemon where you have like, uh, if you fight or is it Yu-Gi-Oh where you fight in a, in a specific like area or like an environment where you get a buff if you're like a dark um, I don't know if this was in Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh it was in one of those games where like if your environment was that it was, Pokemon, was it Pokemon it? Yeah. where if you fight in like a water environment you got water Pokemon they're more effective or something like that yeah I think so yeah <laughs> right well it's kind of like that yeah. right that's the idea yeah. so basically I say okay we got to shape the environment shape we got to make calls we got to make it make decisions that favor our champion you got to mm. cr- so but you know what people you know with the mentality they have in solo queues okay it's like okay let's we're going to head on clash and whoever performs that's better right. mechanically yeah. or like, the champions win. are just better in those two team fight situations and you should just lose yeah versus like again I always it's I always, just a puzzle I was talking about for champs like Elise and Brexar you're not just going for ganks you have vision control you're controlling areas of the map because they can't walk in you have tremor senses Rexar you, you have so much threat in the river right you know like hovering behind like a wall and then you can just you well, know, the wall. I think who who really embraces that is that Elise one trick in Oris there's an Elise one trick in Oris his name's uh, Vibes yeah and he he understands exactly. He, he, does he, he shapes the environment by making the game just insanely chaotic. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, he, he, well, he shapes the environment, but then he also understands the strengths of his kit perfectly. Yeah, he understands that he's full burst. Yeah, so he builds voice stuff, sorks. Yeah. He goes all in. He goes all burst. Yeah, and his main <laughs> job is to just pick someone, and he finds a way to pick someone every time, and never made the fight. Like he beat me in a game like. I think it was a few days ago where I thought was unlosable for me. I, was, mm. I think I was like a, I got a triple kill with Silas in the early game and I thought it was game over and he just got pick after pick after pick and I never could get an, <clears throat> a, an even fight and we just slowly got choked out and we lost and I, just, I didn't think it was possible. And when I versed that guy, I'm like, I respect his, his level of champ identity understanding. He shapes the ground perfectly. Yeah, he does. So I think that's something we, we probably should touch on. Um, Within within the book club and maybe even do a separate BBC episode on. Um, but yeah, I love I love what you did, Nathan. I I love like breaking down. It's, well, it's kind of like with me with Nidalee yeah. in a way. It's like okay, what are the, but? I mean, I guess I should do the same with Nidalee. Okay, what are the strengths? Okay, when I, when if I were to think about Nidalee on my team, and I, I can see that situation you said earlier on where her, she's in the river. 
and then she sees where the enemy jungler is and she's kind of just hiding mm. and she's like just spe- like just auto attacking a little bit and then when they engage with her she like cougar forms jumps back and then she still has her flash and then they commit flash and then she flashes yeah. the flash and then you and then you the so fight. she's like kind of peeling back yeah in a way yeah. but then taking it slow so i can kind of see that but in the end of the day that's not up to me i mean i could facilitate yeah, that no, with good not. vision that's correct no it's not but it's not really it's up to her and her yeah. her, her jungle pathing yeah. in a way and mechanics as well and mechanics yeah but it is worth thinking about it i mean it, it regardless of it being just interesting i was just, just in my in my own mind just there it's interesting because me seeing that scenario, it actually made me feel like better in a way. Because <laughs> like yeah. just visualizing, oh, yeah. okay, that actually makes sense. Yeah. Just knowing that the champ has a strength. Yeah. Because <laughs> you think there's no, no. strength. Just lose every situation. In my situation, yeah. All my... you see is like literally Because I just don't see Missing it. the spear. <laughs> literally just running around clear in a jungle. Or getting invaded. And just dying. <laughs> invaded by level two. But I think, yeah, like it's good just to think about and play devil's advocate with your own. Like the champion must be good at something. It like has to be. Yeah. yeah. And just visualizing what that would look like. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. It's just harder to pull it off with a champion. like It's harder. Like yeah. Like versus other champs. Like you don't see mis-execution of like, let's say a champ like mm. Zin Zhao. I mean, it's yeah. like very, it's very know, hard to mis-execute. Yeah. Even Diana to an extent. Yeah, relatively simple. Yeah. All right. So I wanted to, um, this is something I've been thinking about for a while, and it's probably one of the biggest problems uh, that I don't have an answer for. I'll be honest. Uh, this is something that I, you know when you, you know, I, the other day we were speaking about how when you get a champ pool question, yeah. you basically give a non-answer. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I suck. Yeah. So the question I give a non-answer to yeah. is Curtis: uh, How do you develop discipline? Yeah, and you discipline know, for ranked, like climbing. Just, ranked just discipline in general, in general. I think even for life, both. I think they're tied mm. together. Mm. And how do you how do you get better discipline? How do you improve discipline? And I basically gave a non-answer, okay? And so I really what's, thought... What's your default non-answer for that? Do you have like a default response? Yeah, I just say... Yeah, get, you just got to do stuff. No, I say like, you know, schedule and, and yeah. get into a schedule. That's good. That's stuff actually like good that. advice. I think that's really important. Yeah, but it doesn't... It's not specific enough. Yeah, okay. So now I've tried to really dwell on this, you know, for the last, I would say, four days. I've been thinking about it a lot. Um... And just tying it back to my own experiences. That's good to do. Now, I want to kick this off by um, first defining what I believe to be discipline and what does discipline not look like. Okay? That's a good place to start. So, um, now in my own life, let's just take a very simple, uh, simple example. You are... So let's just say it's about... I'm going to use an example from my own life. Let's say it's about 5.30 or yep. 6 p.m. Yep. And I really, I, I know that I have to go to the kitchen. Yep. I have to clean the kitchen mm. and then I have to cook dinner. Yeah. And I know that it's going to take like an hour, you know, a lot of time and effort, or I can continue to um, do whatever I was doing on the computer. Something that I want to do, whether it was watching this video whether it's talking to people on discord whether it's you know just being my comfy chair doing what i want to do mm. right so i've got a, i've got a decision here to make where there's one thing that i can can do 
and there's one thing that I I, I, I can't do, right? There's mm. one, it's, it's, it's literally a simple, it's a very simple decision when you break down. It's yes or no, essentially. Am I going to clean the dishes and cook dinner or am I not? Not exactly, actually. So th- there's actually a hack for this, Curtis. It's, I think it's called the, the do something. I saw it on some YouTube video. So basically what you actually do is, because you're actually making that do something task, like I've got to cook dinner, clean the kitchen. But you can what you can actually do is say, um, I'm just going to go and put something in the bin. And that builds moment. And then right. you go there and you're already in the kitchen. <laughs> and then you start, and then you're like, okay, now I'm just going to put this one dish. And then you start doing it and then you build momentum. Right, because you just get started. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I see that. I think, I think we'll come back to that. Okay. I think that's a really good tip. We'll, yeah. we'll come back I guess that's to like that. a tip, isn't it? All right. Yeah. It's like a hack. Okay, but, but what I see is discipline. Is that this thing sucks in the short term? Yeah, like it's just actively not good in the short term, or the yeah. way you perceive it anyway. You perceive it to be not, I guess, not something you want to do in the short term. You would rather be doing something else. I would rather be doing something else. But then it's like you're not that hungry. You're not really. It's like well, like I but you're, sort of so eat. basically, I'm saying, and then I, and in order for me to do it, I actually have to say or, or, or forego the short term for the long term because yeah. I know if I can get That's this out of the way, it's like so just get done, and then I'll, by seven thirty p.m. I'll be. We much happier everything we clean, then I'll be back. Yeah, because then if I don't, what's going to happen? Then I'm going to have a late dinner, and then I'm not going to sleep very well because I'm digesting my food in bed. Or then I might have to stay up later, which ruins my sleep. It's like a flow on effect. Future Curtis will be quite proud of me (laughs) if I was to do this. Yeah. So I see discipline as being able to use your will, just sheer will, Mm. to be able to overcome and just say, okay, I'm doing that. Mm. Now, um, this extends to even just waking up a bed. You have an alarm, boom, 5.30. Do I choose to stop that alarm and instantly get out of bed? Or do I choose to set it 15 minutes later, 20 minutes, a half an hour later and get extra sleep? And now if I were to get that extra sleep, it's going to come, it's going to take a toll somewhere else. Whether I'm going to have less time doing something that I want to do later on, whether I'm going to be rushing and behind schedule and doing everything sloppily, whether I'm not going to be able to cook a better quality breakfast, at some somewhere in my day, I'm messing up. There's something going wrong there. Now, the reason I wanted to talk about discipline today, Nathan, is because I feel as though a lack of discipline is one of the core fundamental reasons as to why a lot of people struggle in League of Legends. Discipline in terms of specific moments of the game or just there in general everything i'm talking every everything. aspect of the league of legends solo okay. queue experience from not dodging a game to yeah. not stopping at three games yeah. in your block to um not um my instant always thing is like in-game specific in-game like specifics, small wins like like not like, flashing for that kill when it, you could just take the small win or whatever like, it might be it's like for example i had one an example where um you know, I'm like playing Diana, like we just got Baron and there's just like a Nami hovering around and I flash and alt, it makes it, we just got Baron, just reset, like that's a low impact, that's like game losing stuff. Yeah, it doesn't do it, the kill doesn't lose But the discipline's like, my brain's like, oh, free kill, like there's no discipline there, you know? It was, a, it was a free kill, I got the kill, but I don't have no flash. You have no flash, yeah. That's a perfect example, right? So, in order to fix these in-game problems, which for some people I've worked with for a long period of time, and it's st- nothing changes. Whether it's my inability, there might be just my inability to coach, and I, you know, I'm still learning. Mm. It's definitely a factor. Mm. But I think that there is something fundamentally going wrong in the out of you know outer game in their in their life, the lack of discipline there, which is causing a flow-on effect to their in-game. Okay. Now, so we've kind of defined in, in a weird way what um, do you have people that are super disciplined 
And you can also say they're super disciplined in league as well. Uh, let me think about that. Or do you just not know people enough well enough? Well, Blob. Yeah, he seems like a disciplined I had a coaching dude. session with him this morning. Yeah. He is he he has he has a lot of intention when he plays. I don't know if that's discipline, but you can see what he, he's like. He's actively trying to identify his role, what the secondary win conditions are. Yeah. Like he, you can see he's actively doing things with intention throughout the game. And we know him to be a very disciplined person. I remember when we did our book club call, and he says, "Guys, I got to go with my schedule." Clear. I'm like, "Oh wow, yeah, he's a beast. <laughs> that's awesome." Yeah, yeah. That's so look, I, I honestly, I can't answer the question off the top of my head. Yeah, it's I would have to really think about. I just it thought, is, is that like that's the thing? It's like okay, well, if you don't have that, then maybe it's another end. Let's let's things? go back to that then. I would have to think about that. Okay. Um, now we've kind of d- in a rough way d- defined what discipline is. Now let's go to what discipline isn't. What's the opposite of discipline? Well, my definition of not being disciplined is probably like letting your emotions dictate. Like your because we're very short term emotional. It's like we want to eat food. It's like it's like you're hungry. You'll just go to like eat food. You know, versus maybe the discipline's like, okay, you know, I probably shouldn't eat that was, specific. It was thing. like that quote with that Mark Manson guy who says that um, emo- emotions dictate our decisions. That's right. Like, let's say if you're, you get upset in ranked and you know that um, typing is not going to help at all, but you just, you just do it self-control. You think, I got to tell this guy he sucks. When you know there's no beneficial... There's no long-term beneficial for the game, but in the short all. term, it feels it really feels good. Really you're good. Sa- you're satiating your yeah. your hunger for like your that feeling, yeah. But it doesn't really get you anywhere. No, so that's that's what I would view that. It's like you got to have discipline to just not say anything. So the discipline in these situations, or the opposite of, we'll say, so you're saying basically not disciplined is basically following your emotions blindly, and discipline is controlling your emotions. It's controlling your emotions and taking the long-term approach. Yes. Forgoing that short-term thing that sucks yep. in your mind yep. and then going for the long-term. Okay. Now, um, okay. So I, I've been trying something recently with myself to, to test this. And um, I've really been struggling with it. So I, w- I watched this podcast recently with this guy who he talks about like uh, testosterone optimization. And he he talks about breathing through your nose. And has all this science to back up like the importance of breathing through your nose. And um, fascinating. And I realize I breathe through my mouth all the time. And especially when I'm talking like this, it's it's I can't talk, I can't breathe through my nose. Like it's it's normal because you're, you're actively having an intense conversation. But just when I'm idling, if I'm on the computer, just playing a game, when I'm in bed, when just just every day, just doing nothing taking time to breathe through my nose and it feels really uncomfortable for me anyway it felt very uncomfortable for me to breathe through my nose all the time and mm. i don't i don't know why mm. but it's because you're so used to breathing from your mouth yeah i don't i don't know do you talk about in the podcast that it's hard for people to change yeah so he says that they're um for some people just they like the way their nasal thing is it can be difficult but if you keep doing it over time it gets easier yeah. so um imagine if you have a block nose all the time because it's like sinuses or stuff <laughs> yeah it could stuff. be the case some yeah. people yeah and then you have to get that checked out but yeah but i so i've been really trying to do that and stay disciplined and i found myself in a way kind of getting annoyed because it, and it was taking up so much of my mental stack that i was finding excuses for myself 
to not breathe through my nose and just like little things throughout the day and the discipline required to at night, I found myself just breathing through my mouth. And, um, and I think in those moments, um, for me anyway, I don't view it as like the way I framed it mentally was the, I'm always tying it to the benefits so you're thinking if I breathe through my nose, I'll have more testosterone, which is good for me because I get to lift heavier. Well, whatever that might be yeah, for me. But for me, like, I connected that with, with higher testosterone, whatever it is. And um, whether or not it's true, it's not, it's not the specific that matters. It's something Just personal. Doing it, yeah. And um, the, the specific situation, I don't look at it, this sucks. I don't want to do this. I'm always connecting it to why I'm doing it. Yeah. Exact same thing for when I wake up in the morning. I just, I've gotten to the point where I've connected my, the benefits of waking up early. Like I, I understand the benefits of waking up early so clearly that there is no other option in my mind. So the benefits outweigh the negatives. That's right. The benefits of doing this thing the right way, the benefit. So for example, it could even be as simple as yeah, when I wake up in the morning, I know for, for me personally, how shit my day will look if I don't wake up right now. Well, and I know how good it will look if I wake up right now. Yeah. And again, it's hard to think about in the short term because you just feel so gluggy and tired, right? But it's it's the the thing with schedule, the power of scheduling and stuff is that, I mean, having, we have to, I mean, we have a, a 6 a.m. coaching session, right? I have to. There's you know, no choice. <laughs> no, There's people there waiting. There's no choice, yeah. yeah. So it's like, you know, if I, if I don't show up, it's like, okay, well, that's bad. You know, like I've, that's integ- my integrity and stuff gone. So I guess that the beneficial, long-term beneficial is like, okay, well, I keep my integrity, right? But I think I don't think that's the same because that's like responsibility you have to. Yeah, but the problem with, okay, the problem with relying on schedule, Nathan, there are things that you cannot say at schedule. There is going to okay, be certain okay. moments things, that you can't things say. That, things if, if other people, you have to, other people have rely on you. Mm-hmm. I think that's the most powerful form. Yeah, obviously, if you if you have yeah. something in, um, you know, it's because like okay, like you know, let's say we're working on a guide. You from this day on, from this time, I'm going to work on this guy. It's like, well, you don't really have to, mm. you know, because there's not that person there. It's like no one's there. You got to show up to an appointment. Well, that's, or something. that's why is that work? It's so much easier, right? Someone's like, well, that's what they say as well uh, in the article I, re- I was reading. They were saying how. When you're in a room with other people doing the same thing, you feel more incentivized to do the thing that sucks because there's people around you. Doing you you don't want to feel right. left out. No, that's right. Yeah. And you don't want to like let down everyone else. That's right. Yeah. But basically my, my point was, Nathan, is that um, I believe that the the if you don't connect very clearly with why the benefits of what you're doing, then I, I just don't think it's really possible. I don't think, because basically, I read this article with uh, Mark Benson. He's the guy who did that Atomic Habits okay. um, book, Yeah, I, I believe. Um, I believe so. And he, he talks about in this article how you can't... Sh- generally, the, the, the standard response is, okay, you want to be disciplined. Therefore, you got to have a lot of willpower. And in order to get willpower, we like kind of shame ourselves in a way. We use shame as a tool to to motivate ourselves. If you don't do this, you are this sort of person. Or if you don't um, say no to that ice cream, you're just a piece of shit. Like yeah. we, we always like shame ourselves for 
failing. We shame ourselves for... So then you don't fail. So it's like, well, then I've got to... But, en- but it ends up actually having a worse effect in the long run. You mm. can't actually shame yourself into being disciplined. That's, he found that that's not really how it works. People who try that, they end up just relapsing and not staying disciplined. Um, and then so what he found was that the people, in order, in order to actually increase your willpower and therefore increase your discipline, you had to, similar before what we said last week, give yourself permission to fail. It's okay. It's inevitable that you're going to eat that ice cream at one time or you're going to sleep in that one time. But over time, as you start to do it more and more and more, and you start to see the benefits of that task or whatever that might be, you got to make the 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 benefits so clear. And that resonated a lot with me. It's because I don't the because and again I'm just tying this personal experience. You don't wake up in the morning, or 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 do something that sucks and ever be like, if I don't do this, I'm the biggest piece of shit. It's more. You do it because you want to create a result. The 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 ben- you're seeing you're you're actively seeing the benefit. For example, you go on a gym, Nathan. Yeah. What motivates you okay, to so go to the yeah. gym? Um, because it long term it feels it's just great for me. It feels really good as well, and it's actually fun, dude. I actually like going in the gym. Okay, so th- notice how these all go towards statements as well. <laughs> okay, yeah. They're not away from, is it? Yeah. It's like if I don't go to the gym, I'm gonna just be a. A loser, a skinny, whatever it might be. Yeah. That's not what's motivating you. From the way I, I mean, I interpret you and your experiences anyway. No, it's not. No. Neither for me. I don't think I've ever used that as a motivating tool. Which is super fascinating. Because I hear that a lot from my Midland Academy members. They say, you know, I'm such a piece of shit. I, you know, I stay up all late all night. Or I played that extra... Bl- like, Psych is the perfect example. I have to keep roasting Psych. Or, just self-demeaning, putting yeah. himself down yeah, all self, the time. Yeah, most of the time when I do see people be putting themselves down, they actually never get out of it. Like, I'm just trying to think. Mm. It's like there actually is no success rate from my experiences. No success uh, yeah, so I, I mean, look, this might be just our experience. We might be wrong. We might be yeah. unique. I, I don't know. I think it's worth mentioning, though. Mm. So I think the goal here... And what I, the message I wanted to spread today, Nathan, was that there's a few things. The key message is one, it's inevitable you're going to like fail. You're not going to go from zero to 100. You're not going to go from the, you know, not disciplined whatsoever to a, a monk. That's going to take many, 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 many steps. It's, so you're giving yourself permission to fail in a little bit there. The second, and, and not connecting that failure with shame and not connecting that with like, okay, you messed up. I relapsed. I didn't go to the gym today. I'm such, I'm such a piece of shit. No, that's okay. Get back on the horse. Let's go again tomorrow. The second thing, connecting whatever that thing is you're doing, whether it's sticking to the three blocks, even in game, even in, let's, let's bring an in-game example. You don't, you take the small win. You chunk out your opponent. Yeah. You could theoretically flash and go for a 50-50 kill, even though you don't know where the enemy jungler is. You yeah. could get away with it. But if you weren't, let's just say you you, you did, took the small win and you, you actually got to look at the benefit. What did I get from taking the small win here? They're low. Now they're going to confuse whether they stay on the map or not. They might overstay and then I can kill them later in another 20 seconds. So I did a review seconds. this morning. Yasuo player, um, you know, low gold Yasuo player chunks out the enemy graves in the he says graves mid yeah. Ch- chunks out the enemy graves 
it was a win-win position. He had the way frozen, nothing that the Graves could do. It's end of review for the Graves. Yeah. But then he flashes forward or whatever, <laughs> goes under tower, dies. Yeah. And then yeah. we just will lose the game now. So you resolve that to lack of discipline? In a way. And I, I believe so. Plus, you know, lack of understanding of the small wins mentality. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think that the way you would go about... Again, not shaming so him. Showing like these are, these would be the benefits. And I literally asked him in the session, I said, okay, what would it look like? This is what I said specifically. What would happen here if you didn't E forward, you didn't flash forward or whatever, you just took the small win and then you went back to your side of the lane? What, what would happen for the Graves? He said, yeah, Graves is fucked. He can't mm. do anything. Mm. So just making that really clear. And again and again and again, you've got to look at every example and look at what the benefit would be. Don't look at the, yes, we can accept that there's going to be negatives of you not Maybe there's some missed opportunities and things like that. But let's look at the, let's actually try and look at the positives and create a little bit of a habit there. Um, and then the third one, the third key message, Nathan, I wanted to spread, and I would love to hear your experience with this if you have any, because I, this is not something I've experienced, is starting small. So, so for example, you know, Jordan Peterson talks a lot about this and I am a, I am a big believer, even though this is not my own experience with it, mm. that it all starts with like simple things. So like making your bed in the morning mm. or just waking up, like setting a, a wake up time and a sleep time. Even if you fuck around all day, <laughs> yeah. but you wake up, you yeah. make your bed and you yeah. go to bed at a yeah. certain time. That's like a start. That's a huge step. Yeah. This purely fixing your sleep and wake time is like... That, that's like majority of the work. But then you start adding a little bit more. Okay, each time I go to brush my teeth, I'm going to floss. That's it. That's the next thing you do every time. But I'm going to put the floss next to my toothbrush. I'm going to do that. Then you add that in. Next step. I'm always going to clean up after I have breakfast. A little bit more. Over time, we're just getting a little bit more discipline. Because no matter how, it, it, look, you can say it all you want, but there, is, there are certain things I feel like are easier to make habits, like going to the gym. I feel like it's easy because the benefit is so clear. But when, when there's little annoying things, like, for example, you know, cleaning up after your breakfast, like actually cleaning the dishes, cleaning up, tidying the kitchen, the benefit, you know, there is a benefit because when you come back to do your next meal, it's all clean, it's all tidy, it's much nicer. And it's nicer if you live with someone else. Yeah. But the benefit's not sexy enough for it to be like... Well, because the other way you can also view those tasks, this is the problem that I have, mm. is that it's actually a super simple task. It'll take me like really quickly to do, so I can just do it later. Mm. That's mm. actually the more the more big thing for me that I struggle with. It's like, that's actually a small task. And then the small tasks just build up, build up, build up. And then you just don't do anything because they're so built mm. up. Right. That's interesting. I have an example. I have like this Q&A section for my, for my soul to Discord, right? And like, I've been meaning to, like I have everything we'll set. I just need to record, right? And like, I know it won't take me that long to do, but like, I never just like do it. And like, I'm like, okay, like I'll do it like in the next hour, the next hour, and then my whole day's gone. I'm like, hey, I'll just do it tomorrow. Right. Because it's so quick to do. And then it's just, I guess that's like procrastination. This is procrastination. I guess it is. Yeah. But it's like, that's, that's what I struggle with is that it's right. like the task is so small that like I could just do it at any moment. But like for gym, it's so different because it's like, well, like I have to go at this time because my day is screwed. It's like, I hey, go now or not. 
But if let's say it's cleaning up, it's like I can I can do it later. Mm. You know, so that's like different to me. Right. Yeah, I don't really know how to approach that. Because at the end of the day, I still think it has an effect long term. I agree. I think it does. I think it just does. Yeah. Like it's like a snowball effect. It's like it's like for example, um, you know, when you like do you you clean, you know, your house, like Mm. you fully clean it, right? Mm. Right? For the next couple of days, like you're actually really disciplined keeping everything clean, but once you stuff up one little thing, everything else one day. One day. One day. Or one meal. Then it just snowballs because it's like, oh, fuck, it's, you know, I might as well just do another big clean again later. Yeah. Like, why is that the case? Why why are you so disciplined? You just, you know, when you like clean everything, everything's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And then you can maintain that. Well, we used to have that in our house when we we were living together, right? right. We would do like a clean, it would be awesome. For a couple of days. And then then something would happen. It's it's all the dishwasher. It was the dishwasher. It's also the dishwasher in the center of the universe. (laughs) Because the the dishwasher doesn't get emptied. Plates chaos left and there's chaos and then then that's then the snowballs and everything you no because I think it, I remember it, I think it messed up once when like you didn't put on the dishwasher yeah, one that's night right, that's right and that's why I said the dishwasher the and then the plates <laughs> stacked up and then it was just ca- and then you just said fuck it let's just give up <laughs> um, yeah yeah it's funny um yeah look okay so do you, okay but do you agree that you're you need to take it small steps yeah i think that i think there's no you it's impossible to go from yeah. non-monk to monk in like the next day and so the little things really matter we can agree on that as well yeah the little things like you know yeah. the getting out of bed at the same making your bed or like little things they do matter yes over the long run because yeah. think about it, if you think of it as, as a series of micro decisions Micro decision after small decision, small decision, small decision. It's building momentum. It's like small wins. It's like IRL small wins. It's literally small wins. I could choose to um, just leave my covers all fucked up on my bed, or I can literally take 15 seconds to neaten up and tidy my bed and make my bed. Yeah. Same thing with the dishes. Same thing with the toothbrush and the flossing. It doesn't matter what it is. And it's small wins. And I think that builds momentum as well. Momentum is the key. Momentum in a momentum day is, is unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I agree. Yeah. Sometimes if something crops up in the morning at like 10 a.m., it can ruin my whole day. Yeah. Like you could have momentum up until that point and then that will throw you off. Throws me off. Yep. And yeah. then I can't get on the bandwagon. Yep. So now, Nathan. So we've given a few tips. What are some tips you, you for you... It, um, personally that you could give people like you said at the start one um, ha- to make people's life a little bit easier when making these decisions and I think Mark Manson talks about that in Atomic Habits he talks about these things you can do to to basically make your decision when it comes to that you, when you're trying to use discipline to make it much easier I think one of them he said was um, when you're going to bed at night you put your phone somewhere else out of reach so you can't just grab your phone or you put your your phone like that's right yeah alarm somewhere like so when you got to get out of bed to turn it off and then you're already out of bed so like fuck i'm not going to go back to bed now what are some things that for you is there anything that you do or you would recommend people who are trying to like start a journey on discipline to to do um yeah i think making it as easy as possible like let's say, let's say if you want to go for the run in the morning, like one thing that helped me was having your clothes really like ready to go, so you can uh, literally just instantly pick right. up your clothes. Got you. Rather than having to like 
scrounge around and find yeah, all your work out. It's yeah. just like it's just right there, ready to go. It's just like put boom. on a bam, done. You super easy. Because you just see it straight away as well. Um, another one would be, yeah, so obviously, I mean, I'm always, I'm, I'm always preach a big fan of scheduling because that helps me because I'm a procrastinator. And then the next one would be, um, yeah, I guess like trying to make the task fun in a way. But that's hard because you can't, that's not unsustainable, I think. Because if you do the same thing all the time, it's just not going to be fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, to be honest, I'm trying to think my data, like, I, I'm pretty shitty at it, to be honest. Like, even, yeah, I was showing, I was just showing, like, Nathan, like, could have looked at the state of my apartment <laughs> because I've been working on my diner guy, you know, yeah. I was, like, just been powering that out yeah. when we get it done. Yeah, but, but that's like, not usually pretty clean. Yeah, yeah. I would say relative, it's not that bad. It's not that know? bad. You know, it's like, I can fix it up pretty quickly, but it's not perfect. There's some pizza know? boxes. There's some pizza boxes <laughs> there. Just grinding the diner guys, eating some pizza. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. It's, I mean, look, we, it's not, it's not like you're perfect, perfect, Nathan, but I think you're pretty darn disciplined okay dude. well i mean let's say for league i mean you'd have to know the benefits so like for, for league let's say for three blocking and stuff like i committed to that process i saw results i just know it works so i just do it i don't question it okay right but but, but let's say because because you know you told me about the whole three boxing last year you did that and you didn't do it i was like yeah it sounds all right but like you know maybe i'll do it for a short term but i, I don't really see the benefits because i didn't i didn't just stick to it long enough so sort of like i think understanding the benefits and actually getting results. So that's it. what it ties back to at the end. You got to just tie it back to the benefits. The yeah. benefits have to guide you. The that's benefits right. have to motivate you. So look, look, I might be over exaggerating this whole thing, but I, I do believe that there is something with IRL discipline. And I guess habits comes into it. Cause I, okay, here's an example. Chris. What's something you do every day? You brush your teeth and you have a shower. Yeah. Why do you do those things every day? Yeah. Cause you have to. But it's like a habit as well, isn't it? What's that about? I guess the benefits of... I mean, it's just the, it just feels like shit not to brush your teeth. That's right. It feels bad, right? So it the feels, benefits uh, feel good. It makes me feel good to brush my teeth before going to bed. Yeah. Okay, I got one that I struggle with. Mm. I'm trying to drink more water. So I always try to have some, uh, water in arm's reach. So I've got a cup here, right? Yeah. So my goal is if I'm anywhere in a room, I just try to have it already filled up. So before I sit down. Oh uh, yeah, that's actually probably, be, I mean, I, I just drink water all the time. I love water. That's because I have a gigantic water bottle. Right. So you just got to keep it filled up as much as possible. And that's so right. say for example, I go to the toilet. Yeah. I will fill up my water bottle yeah, so when I go right. to the toilet because I'm already up. Because if you, so it's if always you sit full. down and you have that empty water, you're never, you're never gonna, gonna you're, yeah. ne- you're not gonna randomly get up <laughs> no, and then like not. fill it up. That's right. That's actually something I did intuitively, but it helped a lot. That I'd say that's huge. Actually, I'd say that's why I drink so much water because I have a fucking huge ass water bottle. Yeah, no, if you're not gonna get up in the middle of like. I a, don't have to. Yeah, I only have to fill it up like twice, three times a day. Right, and if it went was empty, say it went empty often, you probably wouldn't. Get up as often to free That's right. It. No, I wouldn't. Correct. Yeah. You probably say, ask her. I'm not going to have some water. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to have right. water. But I just love drinking water. I love water. Yeah. Dude. It's the best. You've always, you've always been a big water drinker. Yeah. Um, and, and I just think this is going to have a flow on effect. I just think regardless, people should have a crack. Wake, sl- wake up time, sleep time, and then start bit by bit. Man, people in my coaching program, Soul to Goodness, they just struggle the shit with sleep, dude. They try actively. They just can't get it. Yeah. 
yeah, it's sleep a problem. is ridiculous. It's a big for problem. gamers, it is massive. Like, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it is. It's big. Like, some people just can't, they just put their head on the pillow. They do things like they, they don't. It's on their phone. And... Well, even people apparently, they don't go to go on their phone. That's what they tell me. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. I don't believe it. And they just sit there and they can't sleep. No, I don't believe that. Okay, I, I agree. But like, that's, is that ridiculous? What if that's true? Is that is it, if anyone in the BBC comments you okay, do this that? Is, and so you I actually gave advice to someone recently who asked me about this. Yeah. This is what I said. This is my advice. I, I was like four four things. First one was don't drink caffeine post midday. Yeah. Second one was um, don't go on your phone in bed. Like like put your phone away so you can't like actually use it in bed because of the whole blue light thing and yeah. like messes up with your thing with your, like your brain. Hmm. Um, the third one was read read in bed. Oh, reading reading just go put you to that, sleep. That, that helps. That remember uh, who was it in Shendes from BBC? He says that that's helped him have a better sleep schedule because he reads. Just reading, he, he, right? Like being in the book club, right? So reading, yeah, that works big time. And um, the other one's exercise. If you don't exercise, oh, it it's so hard to sleep. It is, yeah. I like agree. I struggled last night with sleeping, like getting to sleep a little bit more than usual, just because I just you know it was weekend. I didn't work yeah. out. So there's four tips. They're four really actionable, super simple tips. Yeah. I, I, if you are doing all four of those things, you're exercising, you're not having caffeine post 12 p.m., you are reading and then don't go on your phone a bit. There's, if you're still struggling to sleep at that point, I mean, I I don't know. Think I agree. See a doctor. I, I, yeah, you'd have to see a doctor. No, I, I'm pretty sure there's, I don't know. People are convinced. They keep telling me, Nathan, I'm one of those people. No, nah, they don't. I guarantee you, Nathan, they're doing one of those four things okay. at least. Yeah. All right. They're on their phone or they're not exercising or whatever yeah. it might be. There's one of them. I guarantee you. I mean, I just think of when I started going to the gym, dude, I mean, I already slept like a baby, but I just sleep like a baby now, yeah. you know? <laughs> like on leg day, dude, I am just, dude, by 6 p.m., I'm like, I'm, I'm checked out, dude. I, yeah. I'm so tired. Dude. Yeah, I'm exhausted, but dude, I am so done by 12, 7 p.m., dude. Like I'm a grandpa, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, oh, I'm in God. bed, dude. I just want to go to bed at Yeah, eight. me too. I just want to go to bed as well. I want to go to bed. I want to go to bed. <laughs> oh, that's so I funny. hate staying up, dude. Yeah. I just want to get, get it. I just want to lie in my cozy bed. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know what's hilarious about weekends? What? Is that like, I remember back in the day when I was younger with weekends, I was so excited to do stuff and like, yeah. like play games, stay up as late as possible. But the, the main thing for me, weekends, is just, I just want to sleep. Yeah. You know? It's like a, yeah, it's like a chance to like, yeah. It's a chance to like recover. <laughs> yeah. Just sleep. Oh. Hard, hard, hard weeks work. Because we wake up so early or yeah. just want to, that little extra hour. Yeah, that is seven, all 7 a.m. wake ups are just a massive, amazing sleeping for me. It's it incredible. Is. Um, so is there anything left with the whole discipline thing? Something to research. I'm sure there's lots of things on it. I mean, we just talked from our own experiences, yeah. right? We're not scientists. No. Yeah. But yeah, I just think it's a, it's a big problem. That, yeah. that is my advice. I'd say having an accountability partner is very good. Just someone having to rely on. I mean, that's what gym partners are good for yeah, as gym well. partners are Just say, if you're going to meet yeah. someone, you're going to go, you're going to be more inclined to go somewhere. Trainer, yeah. Um, so what do you want to talk about, Nathan? Um, I was thinking we just jump in mailbag. Mailbag? Yeah. Short episode today? Yeah. Right. Do some longer mailbag questions. We've got, I've got some guys from the Midland Academy we need to cover today. All right, let's jump in, guys. Jingle, jingle, jingle song. All right, first question here is from 
Turega. Title of this email is called Thoughts About Coaching. Do we know about coaching, Curtis? A little bit. Hello. Don't you think like getting coached takes away from the value of achieving a certain rank? Like if someone or a friend gets to a certain rank all by himself and I can just get to that rank with coaching, doesn't it mean mean that I'm worse? If the personal objective with league is not to become a pro player and he's just self-development, how can I be satisfied with me getting a certain rank playing for coaching, paying for coaching? It's not like, isn't it like hacking the process? If the point is to prove yourself to friends, for example, them knowing that I achieve that paying for coaching feels a little off. Um, love to hear your thoughts on that. Hope you can understand my point. He says every podcast and video makes him love the game even more. Interesting. I haven't heard that take before. Me too. Um, let's break it down. Okay, so let's try and uh, bring this to other skills that you might be getting coaching for. Or like, let's say... Let's say learning piano from a young age. Piano. Okay, so what would be the benefits of having a piano instructor versus not having a piano instructor? Learning how to play the piano by yourself. Um, it would sound awesome to, to say you taught yourself. To taught yourself from it scratch. It would sound cool. Yeah. It would sound pretty cool. Yep. And um, it would it would probably require a lot more work and effort, could which could be a, a positive if framed in the correct way, right? Yep. Do you have to like figure everything out yourself? Yeah, you got You got to just go deep. Like, yeah. okay, again, I think another benefit would be um, you're probably forced to be a little bit more engaged in a way because you're you're having to you're having to piece things together by yourself. Like you've got to figure out the solution rather than kind of it being like, you don't even have a compass. Like a coach in a way is kind of like a compass to point you in the right yeah. direction. So like you're, you're literally, you don't even have a fucking compass, dude. You're like, you're just out there in the dark. So you would have to require, it would require a lot more thoughtfulness, which in a way could create some form of benefit. Maybe. Um, There's going to be lots of trial and error. Yeah. And if you did end up doing it by yourself, the confidence that you would get from it would be incredible. Right? Um, I mean, I think this applies to everything. Yeah. Whether it's soccer coach, mm -hmm. you're learning how to play soccer, tennis. You could theoretically... I mean, you might, you might not even be able to learn it by yourself in the time that you have allocated. Um... I mean, I'm stretched for the benefits, honestly. <laughs> I'm trying my best. <laughs> so you actually think that he's got a good point? No, no, I'm it's not. Like, I'm, struggling for, I'm struggling for the benefits of like not, not having a coach. Yeah, not, Sorry. yeah, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, because like, okay, so let's say, let's say I'm like, uh, again, because I, so I, I got coaching from a tennis when I was playing tennis, right? Or even swimming as well. Yep. Right, so. Hockey. Um, yeah, hockey. Like, so if, if I'm thrown in in the deep end and i'm trying to figure out like i guess it's like really easy to like give up but also it's like you could just be in a dead end okay look, let's really uh, nathan quick. i think look i think we're tackling it the wrong way okay potentially okay let's let's frame it like this because how would i know if i'm hitting the ball like i could just do something that i feel like works but how do i know that it's at why it's working or okay I feel, like, I feel like if i was to try to learn tennis myself i just wouldn't do it for some reason 
let's just bring about what his main point. The the, okay. the way he framed the question was That's saying true about well, yeah. What gives you? Because at the end of the day, yeah, he, he was alluding to it being about personal growth, right? That's what he That's said. That's true. Yeah, he said something about it being pro about the process. Yeah, personal achievement, personal growth, yep. personal development, all yeah. these things around developing yourself through the game. And I think his his question was. Given that this is all about personal development, yep. not really about the result itself, mm. why wouldn't what what is the added benefit of having a coach? Just like he, I think he understands that it would obviously speed up the process. He understands that, yeah. but it's not about the speed of the process for him. It sounds like well, it's all about personal development anyway. So yeah, we're, we're trying to answer the question from what's the benefits of a coach? It's like well, yeah, it's no, pretty obvious, it's pretty obvious it? right? <laughs> yeah. So I think he gets that. Um, which is it, we, so his question is a little bit different, and and look, I can see where he's coming from for sure, but the way I view it is um, okay. So so what what happens if you like you? It's sort of like as a beginner, right? So you learn all the fundamentals of how to play the piano, right? And then you can understand everything, and then you can actually play your own music. So it's like, yeah. like so let's say like a, a, a coach can get you, let's say, what do we say is like the base fundamental, when you actually have a pretty good idea of the fundamentals of League of Legends? Like, like. What rank do you think that is? Uh, that's look, what I was to say. Or I, the way I teach. You think it's master, isn't no, it? No, 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 no. It's like plat two. Plat two. Okay. Around yeah. So, two. so yeah. So let's say coaching gets you to plat two. That's like yeah. the fundamentals. Like you understand mass control, character control, yep. you know what all the champs yep. do in the game, right? And fundamentals. And yeah. fundamentals. So it's like. Gets, and then you actually start playing the game. So you're actually not playing the game until you get to that level. Yeah, around. So yeah, I'll tell you, that's true. So, but like, that's like the mindset, right? So mm. it's like, it's like, so that's teaching you where all the, the, the keys are on the piano and some basic like strings of music and stuff. And then you can go off and then you can like learn it yeah. on your own. Yeah. Okay. Because so- it gives you enough tools to, because you might never get to the point where... You don't really. You might like never even have wrong. the tools. Yeah. Yeah. So let's let's frame it. I think you're spot on, Nathan. So um, let's say let's go. What's his name again? Who wrote um, the email? Let me find. I think Taru or something. Let me just get it up. It must be his gamer name. I don't know. Taruga. Taruga. Okay. So let's just say we have Taruga, and then we have his friend Jimmy. All right. We got Taruga and Jimmy. Now Jimmy doesn't have any coaching. Yeah. He's not going to get any coaching. Um, and let's just say they both at gold four. We've got Taruga, Jimmy, both at gold four. Now, Jimmy, whether he doesn't want to pay for coaching, doesn't have money for coaching, just doesn't want to, just not having coaching, Taruga decides to get a coach. Now, given that this is all about personal development, again, at the end of the day, and, and, and getting, you know, expressing your best self and getting the most out of league, in order to do that, like you said, you actually have to get to a level where you can express your best self because you're actually not really expressing yourself through the game until you like you said until you actually have the skill set of the game because you're not actually then expressing your best self or expressing yourself through the game you're just kind of using the game you're just playing the game so let's just say Taruga gets a coach and then as a result actually learns the fundamentals of the game much faster because it's explained to him and people who've been playing the game for 10 years able to explain to him how it's done yeah now he, you know, he does through three blocking, getting specific in the reviews, knowing where to direct his attention. Let's say it, within across a year, he goes to Platinum 2. He goes from Goal 4 to Platinum 2 in a year. Mm-hmm. Whereas this other guy goes from Goal 4 to Goal 1. Let's say he does that. That's impressive, but let's say he does that. 
Now we got Jimmy and Taruga. Now what's interesting enough is that now that Taruga has gotten coaching for a year, he's actually gotten to Platinum 2 now. He's starting the next season. Now he actually has all the tools. He has all like the, he knows all the fundamentals. He knows his champ identity right now. He, he actually has the process of being able to understand a matchup now. Like he knows how to get better at a matchup. He knows how to, you know, organize some 1v1s knows how to compare these with with how other people play it on YouTube, compare the game plans, play devil's advocate, get specific. And he's able to really now get into the details and then, ex and then actually create his own hypothesis. So now he's able to dive into his toolkit with his mind and be like, hmm, interesting. Um, this is how, you know, they, on these YouTube videos, this is how they play Echo versus Fizz. This is how I'm going to play Echo versus Fizz based off my knowledge of the meta I'm in, uh, my setup, um, the server I'm in, the rank I'm in. Now he's able to go you know, above and beyond. And then he's able to go, he actually has a skill set to review it, look at what he did what he did wrong, what he did right, and then refine it. So he, he can really get into the details. Whereas this other guy, Jimmy, he can't do that. He doesn't have a process. He doesn't even know what the fundamentals are. He has to try and intuit what they are. So he has to... He has just to, try and just play thousands of games. He has to just play thousands of games to try and figure it out. Where He's not even going to get to that point where, where, where Taruga's at. He might, he might never get there, actually. For some that, people, they might. That's for, for a lot of people. They just never get there. Because, again, if I was to think about if I was to do this for tennis, let's say when I, I was like at a bronze level, right? Like, there's no way... I'm getting... Well, you have to create, through. find out what the proper technique is by yourself. Yeah. Which, what's the point? Yeah. You won't even get to the point where you're able to create your own your own style. You just won't. No. So, so I think the point here, what we're trying to... I mean, you would also claim coaching as well as like watching YouTube, free YouTube videos. It doesn't have to be even paid. Just, yeah. It's purely just learning purely by yourself by watching none of yeah, it. Yeah, so... Yeah, that, exactly. Coaching could theoretically be... You're, through watching so, YouTube you're so videos. disadvantaging yourself. It's just if you don't watch any YouTube content, it's like even just an item builds back in the day. Yeah. What's the yeah? There's no reason. Well, you're gonna like figure it out yourself, do the math and everything. If anything, you're in a way by getting coaching or by watching educational content. In a way, you're actually getting more value or more personal development because you're having to compare pieces of differing information and so your then own gameplay looking at your game yeah play. looking at your gameplay in a way you're actually forced to actually go above and beyond to like compare yeah. and learn and contrast and, and so i think that's create. the way humans have to do we have to go out there and seek knowledge don't we Isn't yeah that, like that's what we are by nature why just sit there trying it's just ego it, it, yeah it's, just ego. <laughs> it's like a bit of an ego thing isn't it's it an ego it's thing. like maybe i want to figure it out myself it's let, an ego thing let's say let's say if i'm trying to build a a um I don't know, maybe a, like a little wooden sculpture or something, or a hut. Yeah. Right? There's all this knowledge out there. Why just be frustrated trying to be a builder and just falling apart? Well, some all the people time? get value. Look, some people get enjoyment out of that, right? Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that exists. That's true. I mean, some people could probably get yeah. enjoyment out of learning something yeah. like that. Okay. I could see that. If they, if they understood that it would take much, much, much longer. And more frustration. And more frustration. But but maybe they just want... That's their thing. Yeah. That's okay. But then again, I don't think that's, that they're going to get any more personal development than you. I don't think that whatsoever. If mm. anything, they're actually going to be stunted, mm. I believe. Mm. Because again, you're not able to express your best self and... So you can get like other people's ideas and then build on them yourself. Exactly. That's cool. Or you're, you're going to you get... You can make your own music. Yeah. Yeah. 
Like, let's say if you're committing to one trick in a champion and you, like, learn from some other one trick, you can, like, get to that. Like, isn't that really cool to, like, build upon their work? or because uh, I'm trying things? to tie this to a gaming analogy, Nathan. Okay. Right? Now, this is going to be... I've tried this before. I always screw it up. <laughs> let's say this. As long as you have a crack, Curtis. That's what we're about at the BBC podcast. Okay. Okay, this is my scuffed analogy. Here we go. Let's say you got, um, you know, I think it's in WoW, how the, you know, yeah. skill trees, right? Yep. In a way. Yep. And let's just say um, Jimmy, I mean, sorry, Taruga, he has like access to all of the skill trees. I don't know, let's say there's three skill trees and yep. he's got all of them. He can access all these abilities. He's got points in everything. He's got points in everything. Like okay. he can just pick and select which yep. ones he wants to use in a game. Whereas Jimmy, he only has access to like a handful. So he has limited tools to play with in a way. So theoretically, Jimmy will still get like have fun and get value and like be able to theory craft those limited amount of abilities. But the, the range of which you're able to theory craft and the range of your knowledge is just limiting your options. So is that person worse? Yeah, that's that's the word that's the word he used. Like that person just hacked it, that person just cheated. Is it cheating? I don't see it as cheating. I just think it's the right word to use. Again, is that like a form of comparison? Because as well, there's no guarantee that person's going to get results from coaching as well. No. Right? Not at all. Absolutely. The opposite. I mean, that's that. I think that that is not... Yeah. It's a bit of a strange question. But look, I, I don't know. I think we've laid out all the things. So whether or not he agrees with it, I think, I think that's enough. I think, I think we've just laid it all yeah. out there. Yeah. So it's, it's an interesting question. It's a though. good question. It's though. definitely a good question. It's a good question. All right, moving on. Next question here is from Riley. Hey Nathan and Curtis, so the title of this email is called "How to Improve at Your Off Roll." I really love your show, and I've been listening on and off since your first episode, and recently have taken my ranks more seriously. I'm going through catch up on your episodes and watching Curtis's YouTube since I made mid. I've been playing League since Season 3 and have moved roll a lot, but for the last two seasons have been a mid-main. I'm currently Gold 1, and I want to push for Diamond by the end of the season. Is that a realistic goal, Curtis? What is he now? Gold 1. And he wants to get Diamond by the end of the season? So about four or five months. No. And why is that? Um, you can go from Gold to Diamond in a season, but he's left the climb too late. So there's no, there's no way that if you're currently at a gold one skill level that you can get to a diamond four skill level in that short period of time. So what would be a more realistic goal for him? I reckon if he was incredibly, you know, playing a lot of games, good, like very process oriented, he could probably get to plat two. Plat two, yeah, I agree. I am trying, but it's good to aim high. But I think don't like the thing that I'm scared with is don't like beat yourself up. Like you know, shame. It's like if you don't get that, like, yep. then I think that's a realistic goal. Yep. You know, we don't want to shut shut down your dreams, but you know, just from our experience coaching and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, it's good to have an ambitious goal, but just keep in mind that, um, you know, getting to the plateau would be an amazing, would be absolutely amazing. Yeah, that would be a great achievement. I'm trying to follow the process of three-game blocks and reviewing after most games, and after a week of it, I feel like I'm already seeing some progress, even if it's just a death or two less here and there. I had a question through regarding games where you're in an off-roll. My secondary is support, and I used to be a support main a few years ago, so I have basic understanding of the role from back then. I try to use a small champ pool for support too, and mainly play Thresh and Yumi. 
There's two completely different champions there. But I don't watch a lot of content for the position and put a lot of my focus on learning mid and improving at my three champs. I play Cassiopeia, Ari, and Galio. But when I play support, I find that I have less intensity and I'm less likely to review the game because it's off-roll. My question is, what is the best way to put the time I use outside of League to improve? Probably half an hour every day watching YouTube content. Should I only focus on mid or use some percentage of time on support as well? Thanks for the podcast. Um, it's easily the best self-help podcast I listen to. So is his question how to, like, what he should do specifically to learn secondary role? Yeah. He feels like when he does, he plays low intensity and doesn't really watch any videos look, around that. Look, I think step number one, you just need one champion. Yeah. You just have one. Threshing you you don't even much. need two. I mean, this is you, Curtis. This is you. You're, you're the Alistair player. Support. No, I play Bard you, now. You moved to Bard. Yeah, only Bard. Because okay. Bard's more reliable. I yeah. can blind pick Bard. Yeah, I can always find a way to get something done with Bard. Not picking Alistair into like center. Morgana or something. Yeah, Morgana. Center. Yeah, I just don't want to do that. <laughs> this is miserable. It is, isn't it? Um, so yeah, I think step number one is find a reliable support pick. I think Thresh can actually work. Yep. Even, to be honest, even Yumi, you could. Theoretically. I just think one. Yep. One champion, and then you just literally pick it no matter what. Yeah. And I would just find, look, what, I mean, look, my experience learning secondary role is very different because I, I learned off an actual pro player. Like, he kind of coached me in a way. Yeah. But but um, what I would recommend is literally find the best player at that one champion. Just type in best, if they bard, best bard EU, best bard Korea, and just just watch just, just in queue, just watch. Yeah. Don't think too complicated. Just pick up one or two things. Yeah. Might be their positioning in the lane. Might be how they use their abilities. Um, just, just, just pick up. You, you really don't want to spend too much mental energy on it. Honestly, just very, very simple. One champion, um, and that's it. That's what I would recommend. I, I wouldn't even go deep because again, he's at a point right now where he needs to be spending every single little bit of energy and focus Focusing on, that's, on mid lane. At the end of the day, that's the way you're going to climb, you know? Exactly. So, so if you can get to a, if you can get to a point on your secondary role where you're not going to lose the game, your team, that's right. You're not, you're not going to win. To, you don't have to like be proactive. No, to like win the game. Just, just don't feed. That's right. That's the way you got to view it. Do your job. Do your job as best as you can. Yeah. Which some, and, and ideally you're playing a champion that is easy to execute, somewhat reliable and you have a basic champ identity Thresh understanding. Thresh is not that champion. It can be if you put the time in. It can. I don't think so. What do you think a champ for support is? Uh, I'd say if you're looking for a hook, I think Nautilus is more reliable than Thresh. It's probably easier. And easier. Yeah. Um, I mean, we can go down the Enchanters part. You can just be a Lulu. You could, you could just be a Lulu, man. Yeah. So something relative with a clear identity, easy yeah. to execute. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I wouldn't even, to be honest, I probably wouldn't even, you don't even need to watch VODs either. You could if you really wanted to. Depending on watching the best of one player. Just the best of one player, that's it. Just super simple. Yeah. So keep it, man, don't don't put too much energy on it. No, you should be focusing your energy on the other one. Yep. All right, next question here is from Tristan. The title of his email is called Not Giving Up slash Not Trusting the Process. Hey, Curtis and Nathan, my name is Tristan. I'm 16 years old from the US. I just want to say your podcast has helped me so much through the dark times of my life. We all have them. Your podcast has inspired me to do a lot of things. I think maybe once every month or so, you could bring up your fitness in a detailed section of the podcast. It would help me even more because your podcast has motivated me to do a couple of things. 
First, I have started working out. So far, I've lost 30 pounds with my goal of losing 60 by the end of the year. I give a lot of credit to you guys for getting me through my inner demons when it comes to that. Second goal, I have a goal to hit silver four and lower by the end of the season from iron three. What I wanted to ask you guys is how do you guys push forward when the progression seems like a dead end? In multiple games, I have hit decently high ranks. Nothing that would make me consider going pro. For example, I have Diamond 3 and Valorant. Probably like the top 2% of players in this region. Top 800 in Pastime when I played it. Uh, for perspective, when the pros are always top 50. I always struggle to improve and have given up on most of these besides Valorant. I'm trying super hard to not give up on it. I can feel myself losing interest and not wanting to grind to improve. Is this just from me not truly enjoying the process or is this just me not enjoying the game? I'll keep you guys updated if you guys are curious. This is interesting. This is a question, not to this extreme. I haven't gotten someone who's like kind of stuck in iron before. Um, (laughs) But um, I've had people stuck in different ranks. Sorry, I'm not laughing. It's just, it's not something you hear very often. What, for someone being stuck stuck in iron? (laughs) I mean, the way that I view this player, this player must have never played a mobile. Yeah, yeah. 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 Is this iron three to silver (laughs) four? I'm so sorry. What's his name again? Josh? No, Tristan. Tristan, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, that's it. Like, he, I mean, he obviously hasn't played a MOBA before. Like, I mean, yeah. I mean, think about it. Imagine if you played Counter-Strike. Yeah. I, I mean, did. I never played a MOBA before. No, you're like, now, now you're that, now this guy's the player, that GP player, playing custom games grinding. That's you now. Right. You'd be an Iron player. Yeah. If I went straight into ranked, right? I didn't right. go straight into ranked. That's yeah. true. I played normal games and yeah. bot games. That's, that's true. Right. Um, like think of how different <laughs> Counter Strike is, dude. Yeah, I was over. I couldn't. I had to look at my mouse. I had to look at my keyboard <laughs> to like look at where the QWR were. And was, in Hearthstone, there's no mechanics. No as mechanics, well, you know. And shooting games are shooting game. That's right. Yeah. I, look. Okay, so look, I wanted to riff on this a little bit. Like we'll touch on this. 100%. I mean, he could just hate, not enjoy the game. Well, is that? But but Nathan, I think this is a problem that we see. Like people just not getting results. And they follow the process and they don't get results. Now, look, I... Um, I mean, should he even have a process in Iron? Does he just no, have to play the game? He just has to play games. the game. Just yeah. spam games. You shouldn't have a... Pro- Maybe, I think you're overcomplicating things. So, uh, I'm assuming what's happening with this guy, right? Is he has a... He has expectation. He has expectation that he should Because he's be, been good in other games. Because he listens to our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's the worst thing to do. Right. Like, he, he, he really needs to be... Like I like I actually had a, I get a few emails from people saying Curtis I need coaching I had a guy who said you know it's his first season yeah and I just won't coach someone really if it's like their first no. season like I just want you to play just play that's so interesting because then go to our piano and yeah no it's not the Is same it different for it's not the same because um, you got to know like I can't help you I can't teach you what all the champions do that's right. You got to do that through versus, experience. Versus the piano. Yeah, I guess it's, a, the piano, I guess, I guess it's, it's like, about it now. No matter what I do, if you put a piano in front of me, yeah. like, like no matter how many hours you put me there, yeah. like I'm not really going to learn much because no. I genuinely had no nothing. Yeah. And I didn't even know where to no, start. What I was trying to say is that the piano doesn't change. It's like, you, I mean, but I guess you have to learn this, the thing as well. I don't think a piano is something you can kind of just Learn yourself. You have to get a teacher. Yeah, I just think I you agree, need to get yeah. a teacher. So then you're saying for league, now we're saying we don't need a teacher when you start playing the game. Yeah, I think they're different. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Okay, yeah. I think that because league is a, is, a, is like a, a knowledge 
that is just intuitive that you can just yeah, pick up. Yeah, you can't up. explain how to control your mouse. I mean, I guess you could if you're there. I mean, can you? Can you teach someone how to use their mouse? Look, I'm not saying they get no value from coaching, yeah. but I'm saying, okay, like everything, let's get more specific okay. here. Okay. The, the 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 mental resilience required to get value from coaching without overcomplicating it is first of all I don't think we're good enough coaches to do that and I don't even think coaching st- coaches are good enough yet at League of Legends to be able to do that yeah I think in the future as we understand the game better and better and better we could probably take a, a person who's never played the game and coach them from you know zero to silver that is a, that would be a differing type of That's coaching. Right. Like, that I'm we just, don't. I'm just we don't. Think we're just huge contradicts, dude, because we don't coach below gold, and we're saying that the again the analogy we used in that live earlier the first yeah. question of my whole pack. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we need to clarify our stance here, Nathan. I think because uh, <laughs> we're massive fucking difficult, <laughs> right? <laughs> so no, <laughs> no, no. But I, yeah, it's like maybe I think it's more so like we don't want to do that style of let's just break down what the biggest because i i've got a i just got a huge fucking fear yeah is that i get into the the details with this guy right (laughs) and and a perfect example would be like he's walking up and he's like hitting this guy in like a huge minion wave yeah i'm like you can't hit him it's a big you can't kill this guy in a big minion wave and then would that just be end of review um i mean that's just i guess you'd learn that so you would have to look at another part but then we got another one the next one is um you can't walk up here because this person can throw, this guy can throw an ability at your face and it will kill you here. Yeah. And he just doesn't understand. The he champ. just doesn't understand what the champ yeah. does. Yeah. And you don't want to sit there and explain it. Because I, I, there is, I add no value because yeah. if you were to simply go through a simple logic, yeah. simple logic, um, I just lost half my HP. Yeah. That's what that ability does. Oh, I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> yeah. It's no, there's no coaching it has required. To be trial and error. It's just a sheer amount of games trial that needs error. to be had. Yeah, yeah. And I don't, I genuinely don't think that I would speed up the process. And in the process of me trying to explain how the game is meant to be played, I'm, I'm, I'm actually screwing up yeah. your learning. Well, well, again, I think that's the way that we, I think that we actually are just really bad coaching Loilo. I think that's actually it. It's a different skill set. I think I think have. it's a completely different mindset. Like literally completely different. No, Nathan, I don't think that's coaching though. I think that's teaching. That's teaching. So the way I view that, the way yeah, okay, that's teaching, that's correct. The way that's not you, the way you get from uh, z- zero level zero yeah. to um, a gold four is actually it's kind of like a textbook. It's kind of as if, if you were to take all the information required yeah. to get from zero to goal four, yeah. it's like this big fat textbook to slam on the table. Yeah. Read it and study it. Yeah. Now I could be with you to like read through the, read pages, the pages and like, you, yeah. uh, and like clarify a few things for yeah. you. But it's, there's a better, like just save your money, just save your money. Yeah. <laughs> Pay me later. I'll fit, yeah. You know, I'll, I'll note down the things that you're struggling with. And then we'll get to that later. But just like, you can just get a base level knowledge of everything in that textbook and that will get you to gold four. And I kind of feel as though that's the fun part of the game. And I say this time and time again, you really want that innocence in a way when you're getting to gold four. I truly believe. I truly... Because I'm just thinking, like, I get I got huge results for a lot of low elo players for my Olaf guide. You know, even people like, um, what's it called? Um, Patrick. Patrick, you know? 
Oh, this is but, awkward, but, but, but no, but that's 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 but, but that that helps your point, Curtis, because that's teaching, because that you you that's the textbook, that's the lecture, and then now he's implemented in his thing, but that's not coaching. You see what I'm saying, that Curtis? Do you, what's going on? Do you not understand what I'm saying here? Like that's I'm just I'm supporting your thing. I'm saying that's the textbook on the on the. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Like 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 your guides. Like, don't you think you've got you've had so many people write in saying they helped oh, you yeah, get yeah. gold for and stuff? Yeah, sometimes better than my coaching, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, look, wow. Yeah, because I just feel like, I just feel like, Nathan, we say things, and we don't say why we say it. Yeah. And we get fucked in the comments. <laughs> yeah, okay. We do, so we need to really be careful. We're, okay. we're treading on like we're, we're treading on very thin ice right now. Yeah. Because I, I like. When, when we, so what's the question we're, we're answering here? What's okay, so let's let's bring it back. Let's yeah, let's let's because bring... because what are you talking about? So Tristan here didn't even ask for coaching. We just went into yeah, that. I know. No, we, we're talking about how do you learn the game? Is that what we're trying to say? Well, because he's saying he's stuck the in process, iron three. And yeah. these are the process and everything. He's yeah, that, and we say not to not have a process, which is contradictory in a way to yes. we're saying before that you should get a coach. Yes, that's right. So correct. we need to clarify what what rank we should get a coach and why we even said that in the first place and how the situation differs to his friend and yeah. we need to get into the details here. So first things first. Yeah. I think we can both agree on, Nathan, that um coaching from zero to to say let's just say silver four. Yeah. Coaching from level zero to silver four is is would be a much, much different skill set to the one we have now. Yeah. Okay. Cause like cause when when we coach we have an assumption they know that's correct. They have, they have a base knowledge We of the coach game. based off the assumption that you understand what every champion in the game does, yeah, yeah. their baseline damages, right. and what your... Yeah, you understand the base identity of most champs in the game. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So you've read the textbook, you've studied it, you're ready to go. Yeah. Then you allow, then at that point, you're able to learn the game. Yeah. The, the actual game. Yeah. Now you can play... It's kind of like learning the rules of like a of like a monopoly. Like once you learn the rules, now you can play the game. Got it. It's like that. Yeah. Okay. So there's now there's a way. I'm sure there's a teacher out there yeah. that could speed up the uh, process 100%. of learning. Yes. The the, the, the rules. rules of monopoly. Yeah. So rather than spending half an hour just reading the instructions yourself, reading instructions, there could be like version. this guy that goes and boom, 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 and yeah. you learn it in ten minutes. Yeah. That exists, but I don't. Again, I don't feel like that is coaching. I still feel like that's like kind of getting a tutor. Tutor, yeah, the tutor, right. or, or like, like yeah, a teacher. yeah, yeah. We're not talking about the piano now, Julie. That's not a coach. That's a tutor. It's a tutor. It's, a, it's a two different jobs. It's two different jobs, right? Yeah. You're just you're like explaining the knowledge. Yeah, we're getting we're we're we're, we're drunk. They're two different jobs. So yeah. our we, we, yeah. So let's clarify then. So we believe a coach is someone that is they understand the 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 game. Yeah. Or what what everything is. Yeah. And now where it's like the application or how we can use this to win a game of League of Legends. Yeah. Okay. I think we're happy with that. We're happy okay. With that. Yep. Happy yep. And, and would you say silver four? Like at what rank would you say the learning stops? Depends on what. So camera movement, I think stops. I think base game knowledge in terms of understanding what everything is. Gives you silver does. four? Yeah. Around mid silver, silver four. And, and, the, then, and then the, the camera, camera is the big thing. The that character controls people. gold four. Yeah. Okay. I mean, maybe even maybe even gold three, gold two, to be honest. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's say gold four then. Um, so he's an iron three, which suggests he doesn't understand what every champion does in the game. Hmm. And if you're struggling with motivation, 
to look because it should be it's so a, fun. It should be really fun. It should be so yeah. fun. And if it's not fun and you're struggling for motivation to play games when you're iron, yeah, then that says that either you don't enjoy the game. Or I, you know what I think it is for him because he's watched our podcast so much. I think he's trying to skip so many steps. I, th- I think I think that it's actually well. He's trying to learn the fundamentals before learning the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either, I honestly think that that's it. Yeah, we 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 fucked him up. Yeah, we I think I think up. if you start going down that, yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he maybe he's writing this email. He's literally been playing for four weeks. Yeah, he could be. Yeah, he could be just brand new, dude. You know, trolling the, us. You know, yeah. It sounds as if you've been playing for like a year or two yeah. years, you know, which would be problematic. If you've been playing for a year and you're like hardcore and you're still iron Then I would say we fucked him up. Yeah, then that's a problem. Yeah. Um, and, and, and again, maybe he got pretty quick results on Valorant because it's, it's so intuitive. That's right. And it's let's like say Valorant, he, it's just like... You, we don't know his gaming back. He would have yeah, played Counter-Strike. He might have been COD when he was a kid and went to Valorant. Like, who knows? Yeah. I don't know. So hopefully that kind of clarifies. But moving forward, Nathan, I think we need to be. We need, we've we've said this before, but we need to be more careful. Yeah, I sort of just accept I'm a hypocrite. So no, you're not. I don't I'm think you're kidding. a hypocrite. No, no not we at try. all. We have a crack. We, we say things that are hypocritical, but <laughs> they're not hypocritical because we just don't back up our statements. Because <laughs> yeah. we know things. we know what we mean. Yeah. when we talk to we each other, but it. we skip over things and we're just pieces of shit. <laughs> yeah. No, we're just... That's shaming, Curtis, right there, Ender. You can't... That's not willpower shaming. All right, so last question here is from Sam. You know this person, Curtis? I know this person. I believe so. He switched from mid lane to jungle. He came to the good side. He's a... Yeah, because he got to the point where he's playing like volleyball mid and shit. He's like, I probably shouldn't play this. <laughs> no, that's great. You come to the right place, Sam. Volleyball is welcomed in the jungle, not in the mid lane. <laughs> All right, so the title of this email is called Grievy's Letter, Grievy's Letter to Nathan's Oh, there was something really big I wanted to... Oh, there is. What? Before we go into this... Okay. And I actually want to edit this. I want you to edit this back in. Wait, oh, come on. Yeah, you're going to edit... You're going you're gonna to clip this bit and yeah. you're going to edit it back in. To which section? To like when we're talking about discipline. Okay. Uh, towards like the back end of the discipline yeah. conversation. Yeah. So, you know, we're big hypocrites. So, yeah. we've, as we've probably established... Yeah. So, you know, um, we said before, we said discipline is very important for um, improving at the game, right? You've got to be able to say no to certain plays and stuff like that. Isn't that completely contradictory to what we've said about pro players? They are the least disciplined, in our experience, some of the least disciplined people. There's a lot of high-yield players that aren't disciplined. They game all That's night. That's true, sorry. So, yeah. I have a huge point for this. Okay, great, yeah. Okay? Yeah. Because <laughs> that if 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 these... And there's people that are disciplined and they're still terrible at the game. Yeah. So that's just one factor, right? We've yeah. got to factor in that, yes, it's not everything, but it yeah. will help you big time. Yeah. But a lot of the high reload players actually aren't that disciplined. We've got to, Would you agree with that This statement? is very important to clarify. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So... They've just thrown enough shit at the wall, eventually it's stuck. Yes, but there's something else here as well, okay? And like... Gaming background and talent. Yes, that as well. There's all there's one big, big, big yeah. one here, Nathan. Yeah. So, I went through. I went through. I had this big coaching session where um, I. So, big part of improving Nathan is being able to. To basically not make the same mistakes again, right? Like, like you only have a certain amount of games you can play. You only have a certain amount of time, right? And um, 
if you get player A with a thousand games and then player B with a thousand games, yeah. the person with the more efficient way of learning mm. or process will naturally likely be a better player or a higher rank as a result of being a better player. Now, again, the big the big thing that we, we always talk about is process, process, process. But then you get players, their process sucks ass and they're still high elo. Now, I thought back to the, the best players that I've ever worked with. Mm. Where I'm, I'm talking triple, now dominating in NALCS with FlyQuest. I'm talking King. I'm talking Fantics. We're talking um, Chippies. Like, very good players, individual players that could, you're now international, done amazing things, etc. Now, when I think about... I got specific in my mind. I went back on my memory, and I went back to the situations where they made a mistake... Now, Triple was probably the biggest one of this, and even Fantix, both mid laners, exceptional players, some of the best I've seen. And um, I remember vividly when they would make terrible mistakes, like big, big mistakes, even even mistakes that you know probably weren't game costing, but like bad for the game. They would be fucking pissed. That's right. Like they they would be in. They would You can't talk to them. No, that, it's that bad. Yeah. Like they were so angry, yeah. like they were physically, their whole demeanor would change, their whole physiology, they are fucking angry. Not even towards anyone else, to everyone, but in them, themselves the most. Yeah. They hold themselves to this incredible standard that they're in their own world at that point. And I remember distinctly like, like Triple, he would like, I remember he made this, when it was in a scrim or something, and he just... He just turned, he's like the nicest guy and then he flips a switch <clears throat> and he just turns into like this, this asshole mm. straight away mm. and it's all at himself. And he's like, oh, I'm just so fucking, like he's just self-deprecating, terrible. And then this all ties back to, again, that elitist mentality, but more specifically, let's tie it back to the, the formula. Pain plus reflection equals progress. Yeah. Now with these players... Yes, their process isn't that efficient. But when they make those mistakes, they they burn that mistake into their it's into a their painful memory. experience. They overemphasize the pain yeah, to the to the extreme right. to make it a painful experience. To make it such a painful experience that it, that it's quote them disgusting to make that mistake again. Yeah. Now this is toxic. Yeah. But it works. Yeah. And it's not sustainable, but it works. It works. Yeah. It works. And what these players do is that um, they are so disgusted by their mistakes that they can't fathom to make that mistake again. Because mm. that would be just so unacceptable. Because mm. that would mean... And, and then what they will say, and what's interesting is that if you look at it mm. at, surf, at base level, you look at it on, on Twitch, and you'll see one of these players stream, and then on the surface, it just looks like they're toxic. right? And they might even be toxic. But what you don't actually see is that they're actually toxic to themselves. Yeah. Now, they will say things like, this guy sucks... They'll, they'll just be pissed off. They'll say things. And you could you could easily misinterpret that by them shifting responsibility and blaming others and all these things that aren't conducive of improvement. But what you don't see behind the scenes is that they are, again, holding themselves to this incredibly high standard. And that's not discipline. This is not even discipline. No, it's not. This is just sheer hatred of mistakes. The yeah. hatred of mistakes is so large yeah. that it, it creates change i think you're absolutely spot on and this trumps I think that's the key thing that trumps this yeah. trumps everything else process and everything yeah 
And, and and look, if you if they would if somehow capture this in in a, in a maybe less less severe way with having a better process and having a healthy lifestyle, they would be much much better. That's right. But because the current landscape of you know where we are right now, people don't understand the improving in in, in gaming. These guys dominate because that is the fastest way. That's right. To improve. That's right. Yeah. So I wanted and to, to clarify and get to the next level. Then you need the process. Then you need the yeah. process. So yeah. this is what I want to clarify, and th- and this is why um, those players are so good. That's right. That's very good to to. That's a and good, so because they're not disciplined. Yeah. But they don't need to. They don't need to make that same mistake ten times. No, they don't. They will only make it once or twice. Yeah. It's a very good clarification, Gertis. And so when I talk with my high-low clients, it's incredibly important that you put in an insane amount of emphasis on the small detail, these small mistakes. Yeah. I don't want you to beat yourself up too much about it, but I want it to be painful. Yeah, it needs to be painful. I want, And that's what I, I make an effort sometimes yeah. to make it painful for you. Yeah. Like this is why, you know, we talk about attention to detail, you know, get into the details. People, the people that are okay looking over those mistakes are the ones that take the longest to improve. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So if you would, again, overemphasize the small little details, because these players, they understand intuitively how that one mistake will fuck up the rest of the game. Mm. Versus you could explain it the same thing. Like, they're like, they still like understand a mistake, but they don't actually are realizing how big it is. And that's why we focus on the early game. And that's why Fantix was in, in Oris. Right. He was yeah. the greatest mid laner I had ever seen. Yeah. He was incredible. Yeah. When he was at his prime. When he was at his prime, he was unbeatable. And I believe he could have even been one of the best in the world. Yeah. When he was playing his best. Yeah. And what he would do, nothing else in the world mattered. His health, his mental health, physical health, relationships. He would sit there and learn the matchup until he would not make the same mistake again. Until he was playing beautiful League of Legends again and again and again. Yep. And it's miserable to be around. Yep. (laughs) And it probably had, had a huge toll on his mental health. Yeah. But it got results. It got results, yeah. So, yeah, I just think it's important to clarify. This is, you know, I'm not saying this is everything, but this is currently what exists. Well, what we teach is the sustainable method. That's correct. But if you want to get to the highest level of the game, you must have that. We're we're talking like, you know, the top 10 players, the pro players. We're talking the elite. Yeah. But if you want to get from... You know, master to grandmaster as well. Though you're you're getting in the top zero point zero one percent. Yeah, yeah. That's what you got to do. That's right. Yeah. Not to that extreme, but yeah. you still have to overemphasize those small details. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I just thought that was interesting. It's kind of the counter to discipline. You know, they're not disciplined at all. Stephen would you know sleep on the couch, sleep for three hours, eat KFC, then hmm. drink Mountain Dew, and then wake up and play scrims. You <laughs> <Yeah>. know, <laughs> but he yeah. was great. Yeah, a beast. That's right. <laughs> it's unbelievable when you think about it. So I think we end the podcast there, Curtis. We save Greavy's letter for later. You reckon Greavy's letters? Yeah. I think, because I'm not editing that, Curtis. You can't edit, because the flow of the podcast was we're hypocrites, and then we need to go back. Oh, come on, Nathan. No, don't we have to, Curtis. That's not the way. I, I can't just edit that in. You can. No, that's not how it works. That's unnatural. That's not a podcast, Curtis. God that's like damn a, That's it. like a little guide video. It's like, this is my perfect little presentation. Curtis, we're sloppy podcasters. That's the way it is. But that's good that you clarified that. And that's why I want to end there because that's very important to clarify. And if someone just skips through it and they get to this rant, that's good <sighs> through Nathan's mailbag. And you can put it in the timestamps, Curtis. 
this is so the people who watch in the end get the most value yeah. from the podcast. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. God damn it, dude. Well, Curtis, that's the Curtis. That we got to cough. This is our mistakes because we got to beat ourselves up by these mistakes. All right. All right, guys. This was an interesting episode. <laughs> we'll see you next time for another interesting BBC episode.